Welcome everyone to episode two of the Full Pelt Music podcast. From Full Pelt Music, we do hope that you have been enjoying our Discover New Music podcast series, where we turn our attention to some of the best up-and-coming young bands from across the globe. On this podcast, of course, we focus on more established acts, and today we'll be joined by Press Tomiko. But before then, just the usual reminder, please do follow us on social media, uh, on Facebook at Full Pelt, and on Instagram and Twitter at Full Pelt Music. And if you are watching us on YouTube on the video edition, hello, please do hit that subscribe button. Now, welcome, Press Tamika. Welcome everyone to the Full Pelt Music Podcast. We're joined today by Luke Haley from Press Tamika. Thank you, Luke, for joining us. How are you? I'm pleasure. I'm good. I was just um, enjoying being lazy before we head out on tour. Just getting the, those <laughs> last few little bits, like remembering I got enough socks, checking that my guitars still work. That kind of stuff. Well, yeah, certainly some important stuff, socks and guitars, because uh, exactly. it's quite, quite a lengthy tour as well. Um, yeah. and we'll, we'll talk about the tour uh, in a moment, um, but of course the tour is in support of your most recent album, which is your uh-huh. third album as a band, uh, Transmute, it's called, and it came out in August. Uh, and I would say it's, it's probably a very important album in the, the life of Breast Tomiko. It seems like there is perhaps a bit of a uh, turbulent creation process, uh, especially at the start with the album. Uh, Obviously things have uh, worked out very, very well. Um, We gave it a rave review on our website. We absolutely love the album. Thank you very much. Um, So could you talk us through, you know, the creation process for this album and how it was perhaps unlike uh, the first two albums that you put out in the process there? Yeah, I mean, um, like it's funny because, you know, ironically through all the all the sort of turmoil that you know there was internally with the band and stuff that you know changed changed you know, obviously we had a lineup change and Lewis and I were questioning whether we even still wanted to do this and um the creative process was actually the smoothest and easiest and most fun you know okay. we, we've time we've ever had writing a record because you know me I think you know we Lewis and I had done a lot of kind of chatting and just trying to figure out why we're still doing this and you know ultimately it was we just had to kind of find the love for it again and um you know the the way we did that was we just kind of knew that the nuclear option of the band was just to call it a day so kind of once we'd accepted the okay well let's just go and write anyways because worst case scenario we'll just break up anyways which is kind of what we were chatting about you know so um yeah, so it's kind of quite liberating to go away knowing that knowing what the the worst case scenario is and coming to terms with that. And through through that, we really just had the sort of Lewis and I had the most yeah, just like liberating, enjoyable, and um, I don't know, kind of like inspiring, sort of rediscovering the love for the creative process that we've ever had in this band. So yeah, it was through through a lot of um, doom and gloom came you know what what we yeah. consider our best work yet. So. Yeah, no, certainly I'd echo that. And obviously, uh, you've uh, touched on the lineup change. You've been joined by uh, Jake yes. Crawford, um, yeah. formerly of uh, Akoda. Um, yeah, he's so... very talented. He, he drums for Dan Lancaster as well. He's the producer that you know did the Don Broco albums, the Bring Me albums. Wow. Yeah. Um... So um, yeah, talk about how uh, you know that dynamic shift within the back because you, you've been a band for about a decade. Quite a while. 
Yeah. Um, so and that was the first lineup change you know, you've had. So how have you coped with that? Obviously, and to to come out with an album at the other end of it, you know, how was that? Yeah, I mean, gone? it felt it felt. Um... It was one of those things, it just felt kind of like it, it had always been very quickly. You know, J Jake's been a close friend of mine for years now. You know, I mean, me and him have spoken every other day for the last five, six years since we met each other. So, you know, he very quickly became one of my closest friends. And, you know, he's been a, a close friend of the band for so long. And um, it, it, it was just such a, a natural... Um, transition it is it's strange thinking back that it ever wasn't this lineup now i think right. um and yeah i think uh you know like it essentially the the same people were still writing the songs so from a creative pers um perspective nothing although from externally it might seem like stuff's changed nothing had really changed in regards to how the songs came out and the the, pre the creative process in that regard but um yeah, it's just so great having someone with his talent and his um, kind of more detached input in on the back end of the record. You know, it's so cool having him come in and just have his little input and put his stamp on things at, at the back end, which is super cool. So um, it's nice to have that third person that, you know, you've got so much respect for and you really trust musically and you can just bounce stuff off, you know, if you're not sure on things and, you know, just someone to really get involved in that side of things. Yeah, uh, and and yeah, um, the three albums you've put out, you know, kind of seamlessly transition um, across, you know, and, and that lineup change hasn't necessarily uh, impacted that. Like you say, obviously, it feels um, like you know it's the same as before. Um, and speaking of the same as before, you uh, actually used uh, the same producer that you used for his the fatigue yeah, uh, machine, machine. Um, and I believe there's it was a bit of a chance uh, meeting that set that up again. Kind of, yeah, because like we we did the first record with Machine, and I, I don't know if you know much about Machine's back catalogue or his credentials, yeah. but you know he's he's a, a leg, he's of legendary status in the rock scene, and yeah. we you know we were so fortunate to do that first record with him, and and it, it's funny because luckily for us he he's a big fan of our band, which is mental for us because it's just like we're just some <laughs> fan from you know like Croydon and Crawley. It's like what's this, you know, like um award-winning producer got got to do with our band but um you know we're very lucky because uh with without that with this album wouldn't have happened without his passion for this band and his love for this band it, you know we wouldn't have access to someone like him or certainly from a financial standpoint have access to someone like him so yeah originally like i think um you know we we almost felt bad because the budget was relatively small you know on yeah. his level of producing you know, on that kind of top tier level of producers like the budget we were coming in with was small and it's like he'd already done the first one at a reduced rate for us because we'd basically done it off the back of the first label we signed to was best friends with machine and that's how we kind of got um introduced to them and etc and then the relationship was really good and um yeah we we originally had someone else lined up to do the record and it was purely because like we almost didn't want to insult him approaching him and being like, so you know how you did the last one for real cheap? How do you feel yeah. like doing it for even <laughs> less this time? Or, and um, it was, it was so, we're so lucky to have him because we actually bumped into him at Nam, and it was one of those moments we were actually on stage at the time. And, you know, in, in the, in the middle of LA, like he walked into the room and as soon as we saw him, it's just like, I looked at Lewis and it's like, Oh, we fucking love this guy. Like why, you know, why aren't we doing the record with him? And then I spoke to him, I explained, you know, financially, we're not in a position to give him, 
anywhere near the the fee he'd normally taken this and that and you know he just said well you know why didn't you call me we can always chat about this stuff and he was just like i don't care about that that stuff like let's just make a record we want to make and then it's so funny I, I remember vividly going backstage to lewis and just being like oh fuck's sake man and lewis is like i know and i was like we're gonna have to do the record with machine and then it's like we told our manager he fucking flipped the fuck out because he had so much like to sort there's so many logistical like, hurdles to jump over and stuff to get the record lined up in the first place and then we're about to tear it up and you know throw it out the window yeah. and just but it's the best thing you know it, and it's he he was the guy to do this album like he's he's the guy that understands this band and certainly where we were at right now and yeah like it, i couldn't imagine it being any other way you know It'd be like knowing you're in love with someone and settling with someone else, even though they yeah. on paper could be perfect <laughs> for you. You're still, you shouldn't be, what's the point in going for it if you're still, you know, yeah, yeah. be doing uh, something with someone else. It certainly seems like, you know, the record was uh, meant to be, you know, and it was fate, you know, that everything worked out as it did. Mm -hmm. You actually ended up recording, uh, to make it even more uh, unique and special, recording in a castle as well, I believe. Yeah, so that it, it was one of those things where we still talk about it now, where it's just like the amount of stuff that could have derailed or been catastrophic to the <laughs> to the our recording process that could have happened and tried to happen, and actually just resulted in us coming out with the end result, which is transmute, which you know again in our opinion doesn't sound compromised in any way, you know, it, and um, we we still can't really believe that it we sort of got it done <laughs> Do you know what i mean yeah. it's just it shouldn't have worked but it did somehow so yeah the castle thing was that when when lewis and i went away our manager has um some very supportive enthusiastic sort of um rock music enthusiasts um that right. are kind of like uh i think i can't remember when he, he met them but they're um they you know they they've got money you know they their first job is like in insurance and stuff like that. And they've done a whole bunch of stuff, but they're just really passionate about rock music and just love seeing the scene and being involved in it where they can. And, um, and, uh, Phil who owns the castle very kindly said to us once, like, if you ever need somewhere to get away, I've got this little place in the Cotswolds and to, and to us normal people, <laughs> a little place is just you know, like yeah. a, a one bed flat, <laughs> but to, to him, it's a, a castle tower with a heated pool and tons of land and stuff. So, um, yeah, like Lewis and I, that's where we went away to write the record and, you know, Jake, basically Jake joined the band. We decided we were going to do the record with machine. Jake joined the band. We we're about to fly out to Texas to do the record with him, fly straight back and do a full European tour with Bakovi, who we are touring with in a couple of days from yeah. when this interview is. And, um, and then, yeah, that we were all going like full steam ahead really. And obviously COVID happened and that, that put a massive halt on everything. So, um, you know, we were just racking our brains because the one thing we didn't want to compromise on was having machine do this album. And, um, everything else we weren't fussed about everything else is yeah. like, we'll, we'll try to figure it out but machine has to do this record so we we were looking into renting studios and then the costs go up because it's not just a studio there's then you need an engineer and then yeah. you need accommodation and you need food and all of these other things and then traveling and sourcing in gear and all of these things and, it, and i think me and lewis were chatting about it just being like this is getting so messy and so expensive like and Lewis made a flippant comment just a bit like, I'd, I'd rather just try do this in the castle if we're having to source this much stuff in. And it was one of those moments I went home and I was just kind of, kind of like, yeah, no, why? 
like struggling to sleep being like why don't we do it at the castle and i know it's a mental idea but um and again chatting about everything aligning it just so happened that as we started to look into it marshall who have now released the marshall yeah. studio in milton Keynes, they happen to have all of that very very high-end gear just sat sat around on crates at the time so um we we're very fortunate to have them to support us and us just be like okay look here's what we need can you send it and they were like yep just tell us where so yeah. um yeah and, and through a combination of marshall support um machine giving us a list of what we need us sourcing stuff that we need um management helping out and stuff it's just like we kind of pulled together this makeshift studio and um and yeah it all kind of came together in this janky way and and worked really well yeah, it certainly seems like there was a higher power that was adamant there needed to be a uh, third Preston Eco The rock album. gods were certainly yes. looking over <laughs> us for that one, yeah. <laughs> um, and of course, something else that we've uh, kind of alluded to, but haven't fully touched on, that has affected every band and artist uh, for the last 18 months has been the pandemic. Um, and obviously, the lack of touring available, also the delays in manufacture of records and all that kind of yep. stuff. And, and of course, uh, the decision, decision was made at some point to delay the release of, of Transmute. Yeah. Um, you know, how did that uh, sit with you guys, you know, given the struggles that you'd gone through to get this record put together? You know, um, were you uh, just happy that it was going to see the light of day at some point? Or, you know, to be honest, between you. you know, between you and me, as this interview is very secret, we were very relieved <laughs> that it got pushed back because it, it just gave us a whole <laughs> bunch of more time to sort our shit out. Like, um, it, it was one of those things. I, I think even Don Broco had to push their record back. Yeah. Like, you know, there's so many bands this year have had to deal with this, and it's just, you know, for for a band of our size, it's like you just want everything to be in your favor as much as possible yeah. and especially the way like all the the plays add up for your um charting positions and all of these things and your st stats and stuff it's just like you just want to we're such a small band we just want to give ourselves the best chance we can and also we felt like the record deserved to be presented all as one and everybody gets to experience it in one go so for us it was a no-brainer i get for fans it may have been frustrating to wait an extra couple months but in a year's time that you don't remember yeah, waiting no. those extra, it's like my favorite albums that have been delayed it's like i can't but you never remember the extra couple months they took to come out it's always unless it's like the no. tool record or something yeah you know chinese mean? democracy or yeah yeah <laughs> um but you know it's like it, you, all you remember is the art is the the body of work so for us it was a no-brainer and actually it was a benefit to us because it meant we got to get more out of the campaign that we felt like we hadn't got out yet and just sort everything out better basically so um yeah, it was kind of a bit of a, a silver lining for us, but yeah, it was, it was frustrating at the time, but yeah, it worked out well. Yeah, and the album's out there now. Um, yeah. I said, yeah, we've uh, really been enjoying it. Um, and yeah, for, for you, it must be yeah, great to have it out there. How have you uh, found the reception to the album since it's come yeah, out? Yeah, it's, it's been, um, yeah, I mean, I, we're, we're so... Um, we're so jaded by the industry it's like we don't have any any false optimism or just like blind faith in any anything we do in this industry so i think we're quite we're very like real about <laughs> our expectations and what we'll get so i mean that considered it i think it's still um it's still arguably surpassed you know like what we, what we hoped it would especially getting like the charting position like for i think it was number four yes and it's like for us it's like that that's you know that's something we would never have imagined happening at the start of the year so there's stuff like that but but the thing that really meant the most to us was just 
the amount of people this time around that seem like they genuinely connected with it on an emotional level, you know, which is something Lewis and I were really, really trying to convey on this new record was just like connection and just trying to feel yeah. something out of music and not trying to be clever or awkward just because that's what we were finding fun at the time. Like just, and just trying to let the songs be what they want to be and create a mood and just hopefully try and make people feel some things this time around. And so for, for us as artists and creatives, like seeing that, you know, on, on our small scale, like that it did do its job, um, at least to some degree was extremely humbling. You know, it, that was the best yeah. feeling out of everything. Yeah. And lyrically, you know, the album, uh, is, is very deep, uh, I yeah. think, you know, um, and, you know, it touches on some important themes, you know, change being one of them, which is obviously yes. something you guys were experiencing as you put that record together. It, yeah. Did, you know, the lyrical themes just come naturally as you were writing it, or was there a conscious yeah, so, decision to go that way? So, so Lewis is all, has from pretty much since the first record being the lyricist of the band, like, I'm not, I don't have a way, I'm not a man of, of the pen <laughs> Do you know what I mean? it's like my brain's too scatty for that like um like I, I i'm for me that it's the music side of stuff and the melodies and constructing the songs and writing vocal you know melody and stuff that that makes sense to me whereas lewis is so good at conceptualizing stuff and you know we we have very especially with jake in the band now we have very very similar feelings on a lot of things you know where we, we kind of we, we talk we discuss a lot of stuff and just like you know pretentiously unpacking stuff with our smoking pipes and our glasses <laughs> you know like um but you know we, we just like chatting about stuff and hashing stuff out and um a lot of the record is about that and you know i think um lewis was just conveying the the over sort of bearing theme of change and how it can be it no matter whether it's going to be for the best or worst it's always daunting and um you know it, it can always feel like a massive thing but sometimes you need to not resist that and go with the change and it, i think it, a lot of the album explores just you know the idea of being fearful of it and the idea of how it could be a positive thing and yeah like uh there's a there's a lot of different themes throughout the record as well but that's very much yeah. the overbearing kind of concept of it um yeah yeah no um great and obviously you know the pandemic is kind of you know subsided enough in this country yeah. that we're allowed to do shows again let's put it that way obviously it's not yeah. gone away um yeah. you know uh you guys have been through you know a uh, long process with, with this record but you're finally going to head out on tour starting yeah. on tuesday the uh 12th tuesday the 12th uh, uh, in... i think it is what's yeah the 12th it'll be the 12th yeah tuesday the 12th in norwich is the first date of what we said earlier it is a lengthy tour really um but yeah so i think it's I can't remember how many shows it is. Is it like 14, 13 or 14 shows? But I only realized it's like, you know, we're away from the 12th and then we're back on the, basically the end of the month. We'll be back yeah. pretty much evening of the 29th. So, you know, we're going to be away for a little while, but um, it's going to feel weird. <laughs> well, yeah, you must be excited, you know, one, to be able to just get out and play live shows again after the last 18 months or two years yeah. with the pandemic. But also, you know, you've got a... Uh, plethora of new songs that you're going to want yes. to go out and play you know so well, for them two reasons it must be very exciting for you well and as well as that tuesday is going to be our first ever show which is mental to me like um 
first show like, with uh first yet so it's it's, yeah. it's this lineup's first show yeah. i mean we we did um we did a couple of like sort of lockdown recording things we did like a session for amazon which that was more, much more daunting because that's so under the microscope you know yeah and it's so just like you know every, people could just have it on in the background it's like oh someone's singing out a tune rather than being distracted by sweat and hair and lights you know um but i mean i stuff's feeling really good in rehearsal and i i we feel ready to play a show and i mean i'm, I'm just excited because for me uh like everything's better now do you know what i mean yeah. like if you know if you saw the band before um it just everything's a step up just sonically and just like you know the the level that we can play now is better whether whether that new level is any good is for who, who knows <laughs> like that's for everyone else to decide but certainly compared to the previous iteration of the band it's it feels a big step up in every way so i'm just excited to go and take that to people and see how people react to that you know um and just yeah. and just see if we've just fooled ourselves or if, if it is actually better <laughs> um well it's a, a great package that you're going out with as well you mentioned uh Vakovi, the uh, yep. playing Very with you also there's delay the liar as well yeah um, so you know three great bands on this tour uh you cool. must be excited to uh to get out with those two bands as well for sure like it's gonna be nice just yes yeah, seeing bands again as yeah. well i mean i'm vakovia so good i don't know if you've seen them yeah. like, recently like they're just they're such a good band they're just like every time they play it's a party and that you know the crowds are just there to have the most amount of fun you can have um so we love playing to those crowds because we I've, you know we get a lot from that um but uh, yeah, I mean, we're really excited to get on the road again. Like, um, yeah. you know, and, and obviously seeing Delaire, that you know, still a new band. It's, I don't think, I think we bumped into them at Heavy Music Awards, and I think they were saying that this is their first tour as this lineup. So we're both in similar boats as yeah. <laughs> in that regard. So I'm sure we'll all have each other's back. It's going to be weird though, because you know, obviously with COVID and stuff, we're going to have to be so careful with yeah, just being around people, and you know, there's even things like I think we're having to get someone in at the venues to sell our merch which is frustrating because we really need all the money we can get and the, they'll have to take a cut from that but the alternative is get covid and the Precisely. tour gets cancelled so yeah it, it's kind of a it's a small price to pay for us to be able to go and do the tour you know yeah definitely like i say the pandemic hasn't gone away and you've got to take note of that you know and uh, yeah. the main thing for you guys is to be able to play the whole tour you know for sure um, for sure so uh yeah what what should fans expect from you obviously that you said it's gonna be the first shows as this lineup um you uh -huh. know uh what should fans head into the shows expect from the your sets is it gonna be a you know mix of new and old yeah it's gonna be a whole bunch of prestamico songs good <laughs> <laughs> oh so um yeah no fantastic and obviously when that tour's done um you know uh what what does the future look like for Prestamico? obviously you were contemplating a split you know not too yeah. long ago but clearly hopefully uh the mindset has changed on that one yeah i, I feel like um i mean really we just want to get touring because you know we've had so so long off and a, a lot of this band's selling point is on the road when we're in front of people i think you know like um that that's certainly where we convert the most fans yeah and um so yeah just getting out there and getting getting in front of people again is what i'm really looking forward to but um aside from that you know we might do another album <laughs> we'll see what happens <laughs> see how we feel after this tour 
Yeah, no, well, uh, thank you very much for uh, joining us on the podcast, Luke. Uh, thank you. Great Appreciate having a chat it. with you. And, uh, you know, fans listening can check the band out on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter, all at Prestamico, which is yep. quite easy to remember. <laughs> um, and of course, yeah, they can check you out on tour for pretty much the whole of the rest of October with Vakovi yep. and yep. Blair the Lair. Um, yep. Is there anything else, you know, you, you'd like to um, say to the fans while you've got the uh, platform? uh i mean just if you've listened to the new record thank you so much i'm sure if you're a if you've been a long time fan of the band you'll know the ups and downs of pulling it together um so it does mean a lot and if, if you've not but you've heard the name or you watch come across this interview please you know take 10 minutes to check it out um and yeah if you hate it then that's absolutely fine there's plenty of other music <laughs> Lovely. Again, thank you, Luke, for joining us. Um, no worries. Thank everyone you, Everyone, check out the band. Well, thank you for watching or listening to episode two of the Full Pelt Music podcast with Luke from Prestamico. Please do remember to check them out on their social media at Prestamico. And, of course, grab a ticket and pop along to one of their shows. You can still check out episode one of the Full Pelt Music podcast with guest Frank Turner online. And you should also remember to check out our Discover New Music podcast where we focus on some of the best up-and-coming young bands from across the globe. To stay up to date with the latest from Full Pelt Music, remember, follow us on social media at Full Pelt on Facebook and at Full Pelt Music on Twitter and Instagram. And if you are watching the video edition of the podcast on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. Uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And we will be back soon with more episodes.